0: What a time to be
1: alive! Disposal efficiency.
0: How good is footy? How good is it,
1: mate? What a weekend for the both of us. We're both <laughs> up and about this week. It's uh, it's rare that we're both uh, loving life on a Monday.
0: Oh, mate, is uh, yeah, one of my favourite weekends of of footy for a while. That was um, obviously the Blues knocking off the arch rival. Than uh, the bombers, which was great. Only twenty four hours ago, so it was. Uh, it's been a great weekend.
1: It's still fresh. It's still yep. fresh, mate. You, I've never seen you more keen to do an episode of the <laughs> podcast uh, than as soon as the game finished yesterday. You text Monday night. We on so <laughs> you're you,
0: pumping. What are you saying? I'm, ne- I'm never keen for it, am I?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's sometimes I struggle to get you down <laughs> here, mate. <laughs> sometimes I pull you out. It's hard hard to do. But I think the first thing we should mention. Another reason we're excited for this episode of the podcast. The big five zero.
0: Raise the bat. Oh, 50 why didn't we bring a cricket bat?
1: We should have brought a cricket <laughs> bat or a footy podcast, but we should yeah. have brought a cricket bat. You're right. We might have one in there actually, if we're not mistaken, but it's, uh, yeah, it's the 50th episode. We've, I uh, can't believe we've made it this far.
0: Mate, it's, it's unbelievable. What a journey it's been. Um, it was probably about a year or it's pro- almost been 12 months since we started. So to get 50 episodes in. So it's a bloody good effort. I think
1: we started from memory just before round two started last year yeah. after
0: the break. It would have been late May, early June, I yeah. reckon. So, so it's almost 12 months. Mind
1: you though, this has been in the works for a long time. We we talked about doing this for a while and it was uh, it was a bit of a laugh at first. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be good, that'd be good. And we never thought, of, I mean, we, I guess we both probably weren't sure if we are both sort of serious about it. Um, and then we just, we started running with it. Now we're 50 episodes deep and still going strong. So never Huge. thought we'd be here.
0: Huge. Very proud moment, this is.
1: This is big. This is big for us. Um, we normally have a live audience here. There's no one here tonight to yeah. enjoy it with us. It's, it's just pathetic, us. Isn't it? It's just you, me, and Dusty. So <laughs> we're
0: on our own, but no, nah, it's, it's great to be the here. The live audience did get um, did get the boot after their behaviour the other week. Yeah. Playing th- music and watching videos and disturbing us. So Yeah, they, they had to go. Yeah. So um, they're locked away somewhere. Somewhere in the bush.
1: Yeah. We <laughs> sent them far away, so they're nowhere near this. But um, no, nah, it's good to be here, and we thank them for their support at the time, but... We have some other people to thank for their support for st- for before we get more into the episode.
0: Yeah, let's get into sponsors. So uh, Retrojet Prince, go-ins. Woo! And then we've also got our uh,
1: Million Ma. So we'll talk a bit more about Million Ma later. They've got something special for everybody. But um, yeah, we'll get into the episode and we'll uh, go from there.
0: Yeah, well, let's start with your boys, the Tigers from Friday night. They were at their absolute best. Um, we've seen we've seen this before.
1: Mate, don't write us off. Do not mm. write the Tigers off. Nah, I'll tell you what, at halftime, I was at the game, nothing better than Friday night footy. I love it. Um, yeah, we're at the game, and it was uh, at halftime. I was very nervous. I thought we're still in the game because we'd probably just missed a lot of opportunities. We I think we had more inside fifties, but um, weren't converting.
0: Yeah, you just couldn't kick goals. No, well, I mean issue. Tom
1: Lynch was zero yeah. five, but mind you, playing like a beast of a full forward, he just couldn't kick straight. Sadly, mind you though, two of those I think were from about fifty out on the boundary. People forget that when they say he's kicked zero five, they weren't easy kicks. Yeah. One was one he should have definitely slotted, but anyway. Um, and then we just come back strong and hit the got the win over a undefeated doggies and put them back in their kennel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Then at halftime, we we're like, geez, the, the dogs are going to win the flag here. Like they were looking elite. Um, like this this could be it for Richmond. They're, they looked done. They looked cooked. Bulldogs were just running all over you. And then, geez, it was pretty much halfway through that second quarter is where you guys really started to turn. Um, and then that third quarter, you just went nuts and um, started converting all your chances. And geez, Shay Sh- Bolton.
1: Shea, Shea Bolton's what unbelievable. We have to sign that man. Mm. We have to get him on board. And, um, yeah, I mean, but look, in, look, in saying all this as well, don't write the dogs off. Just There's still oh, no. a massive, massive Not chance. They're still a great side. Um, and they missed opportunities as well, like we did in the first half. In the second half, they could have kicked a lot more goals than they did. Yep. So um, definitely wouldn't be writing them off. But, yeah, especially with the injuries we had, I'm just very proud and happy that we managed to get up. And I guess, like you said, it's something Richmond have been able to do lately, which has been great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, it was a couple of injuries, though, that did come out of that game for you. Dylan, wow. Dylan, Dylan Grimes, you thought I was joking, but he's, he's had to like delayed... Literally, this got announced about an hour ago. So. Yeah, so
1: for for context, though, when everyone thought... When Marcus just said, I thought he was joking, There's there's been <laughs> numerous times where either him or his old man will go, <laughs> gee, Dusty got injured. Do you hear Dusty got <laughs> injured this week? And it's, it's all the time. So when they come out and say, oh, Grimes has got delayed concussion, the, my first instinct wasn't to believe him, so... Disappointed to find that that's actually true. Um, we get one man back from concussion and we lose another, so it's disappointing. <laughs> but it's footy, I guess, isn't it? And you get to protect the players at the end of the day.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. he would be a, he's a very underrated player, Grimes as well. So
1: oh, he's a yeah, he's a superstar. He's, a, he's our general back there, and hopefully we can get Nick Vlastin back to um yeah put, you know have another general in there and replace him in, as as a sense. So yeah, it'll be good. But in saying that, um, I don't want to take all the. All the fame and hog talking about Richmond. We have oh, a couple geez. of boys that want to come change? on. Yeah, for a change, for a change. Um, I've got a couple of boys that do want to come on. Uh, we've got Blair and Connor from the Back Pocket Banter podcast who are doing some great things over there, and they're going to join us now. I'm about to give them a quick call if I can pull their number up. They've been keen to join us, so let's get them on. Any done, yeah? Yeah, geez, the delay in the call was... Uh, come on. Here we go, here we go.
2: G'day boys, how's
1: it going? Good, how are you? Who have we got here, Blair or Connor?
2: Blair? Yeah, and I'm Connor, oh, if you can. Oh, you're both there, yeah. beautiful.
1: How are you boys?
2: Yeah, good, really good. So,
3: uh, thanks for having us on, appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. Now, we just mentioned where you boys are from, but why don't you give yourselves a little bit of a plug. Uh, wh- what are you guys doing with yourselves at the moment in podcast terms?
3: Yeah, well, so we both uh, run the Back Pocket Band podcast. Um And yeah, we're both down uh um southwest victoria in the country so we're both on a gap year at the minute and um going to uni next year to study sports media so uh yeah both we're twins so and we both do pretty much the same stuff so there you go
1: how good's that that's uh that's the ideal situation isn't it doing a podcast together with your twin brother nothing's better and you guys are getting some big guests on down there as well we're doing some great things but uh we're here. We're here to talk about the Tigers uh, on the weekend. Obviously, had a big win. And before we get into that, I thought you guys might enjoy a bit of this. I'll just play this shortly for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Away
1: from Tiger oh, we're from Tigerland. Unbelievable. Sorry, yeah. Marcus had to hear that. But were, were you boys at the game? And if not, what did you, what did you think? What did you think going into the game? Did you think we were a chance?
3: Yeah, I thought. Um, from everything that was being said, kind of it felt like we had our backs against the wall a little bit. Um have a couple of doggies boys up at my work and um you know they were they were actually slightly thinking that you know the Tigers could actually um get the job done and it was obviously first half wasn't wasn't looking great but then um resurrected so we yeah we were watching from home. Uh we picked the wrong game so we went to the D's game last week. So
2: Oh no. Yeah, yeah unfortunately so Yeah we yeah we Yeah, that, yeah. No, Sorry, yeah.
1: You go kind of sorry. Yeah we
2: went to the D's game it obviously didn't turned out too well, but uh, yeah, I thought we were a chance, but we'd have to play pretty well throughout the game, and first half, it looked like um, most of the sort of key performance indicators were there, except the uh, accuracy in front of goal, and as soon as we um, sort of uh, equalised in the clearances and started to get on top and uh, kick straighter, uh, it worked out pretty well, and it was a good second half from the lads.
1: It was I was unbelievable, and we're talking about him just before I rang you, boys, as well. Tommy Lynch, obviously, he went into the first half zero and five, but considering the amount of marks he took, I think he had seven in the first quarter, and at one point he had twelve marks and twelve disposals. So all the touches he we were getting for marks. What were your thoughts on Tom? Obviously, he was missing a lot, but were you happy with what you saw?
3: Yeah, I thought he was really good. I think um, you know, lots of people were talking about how he's kind of silenced the critics a bit, and um, yeah. Like kicking, you know, you can sort that out. Um, if you miss a few, that at least he was getting the hands on the footy. It was good, um, good positive signs. I think as a as a dog supporter, seeing him kind of uh, hitting a bit of form, which is which is good, getting his hands on the footy and plenty of marks.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought he was very good, and uh, I think we used it uh, better than against the Ds. Obviously, we had 60 odd inside 50s against the Ds, but we just seemed to uh, turn the ball over and miss. Some simple uh, targets, but we sort of fixed that up and he took a couple of big contested grabs as well. And, um, yeah, it was great to see even when he was kicking those points, he was getting his hands on the footy. And then, obviously, that third quarter, um, he, was well, probably the match winner and, yeah, he got us going. Definitely in that quarter.
0: What are you um? What are you boys' thoughts on on Shea Bolton? You know he's been the talk of the town lately, and he's the new up and coming superstar down at Tigerland. Are you, uh, are you guys going to hang on to him? I know he's going to command a lot of a lot of money at the uh, at the end of the season or at the end of his contract. Yeah,
3: yeah, you know, bloody hope so. Um, he, he's definitely one you don't want to lose. I think uh, he's kind of you know shown especially this year how not only can he um get the heads on the footy in the in the dust, but his agility as well, and to kick goals like he does, is, it, it'd be um, it'd be devastating to lose him for sh- for sure. Wanna hold on to him.
2: Yeah, yeah, hopefully we can hold on to uh Shay. He's been yeah, good for a well, very good last year, I thought. But even before that he showed a what a little glimpses playing forward and had really good forward draft, but now he's getting in the guts and um winning clearances and seems pretty tough to tackle and he's kicking goals as well. So yeah, he'll demand a bit of cash but um Hopefully we can uh, keep hold of him and he's a big uh, part of the AFL future and definitely hopefully for the Tigers um, in the gut as we move forward with Kocchi and a couple of guys like that getting on a bit.
1: Yeah, well, I was about to touch on that as well and I think it's good that when those guys – you know, those guys, Koch and Dusty, just say, um, are out of the game. And there's always that theory going around that no Dusty, no Richmond. It was it was good to see our young guys stand up and, um, you know, and have a win like that without Dusty and without Vloston and without Prestia and all these big guys that, you know, that, that people say Richmond need to win games. Um, these young guys come in and get the job done. But uh, speaking of young guys, Collier Dawkins debuted on the weekend and, I'm a big fan of him. He played for my local club, the junior club. So I'm claiming him, it was my, claiming him as my boy. But uh, what did you guys think of Collier Dawkins in his first game? Yeah, oh,
3: well, in the, in the lead-up, I was really excited to you know, hear he finally um, got a game. Because I think it's, lots of Richmond fans have been waiting a long time to, to see him. And um, he's obviously you know a big, a big midfielder. And I thought, I think he had 14, 15 touches. I thought it was a pretty good um, debut and obviously a good uh,
2: morale-boosting
3: win. So I was pretty happy from what I saw. It's Definitely, um, a credit that you can claim him in the local homegrown talent.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good. Um, obviously, fourteen disposals. The statistically, uh, it was all right because it was only his first game. But I thought his pressure was pretty good. I think he had five or six tackles. And him and Jack Ross, they didn't get the biggest numbers, but I just think they played their role and kept it pretty simple and. Uh, that's all you got to do uh, sometimes and then the other boys like Sochi, uh Titi, guys like that really stood up but they did their role and were pretty Important in the win, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what Tolia Dawkins can do going forward and it was great to see him get an opportunity on the weekend
1: Yeah, beautiful and obviously that raises the question is our premiership window still open? I think it is. What are your thoughts? Marcus wouldn't know about this conversation at the moment being a blue supporter, so let's brag a little bit. What, what do you, what, I don't
0: know what a Premiership window <laughs> is.
1: Yeah, so what, what do you, what, what do you boys think? Are we still in the hunt? Yeah, I
3: think for sure. I think um, I mean, I think the Tigers have done this kind of before, where we've we've had a tough little period where, um, you know, injuries and things like that have popped up, and and I think it's just about, especially this year, I think it's just about getting enough wins on the board while we're while we've got those key personnel out, and then hopefully, um, get those boys back and I think, you know, all the boys have pretty much had good final experience few flags, so I think they know, they've got the belief that they can do it from kind of wherever and I think it might have been, I can't remember who I heard talking during the week, one of the Richmond boys, it might have been Castagna actually, Uh, and he said about that, um, even at half-time, you go in half-time against a side that's what, 6-0 and and to have that belief that you can still turn it around and, and get the win, I think yeah, I think um, we're definitely still in the hunt. Um, And, Marcus, don't worry too much, mate. A few years ago, I didn't know what one was either. So
2: Yeah, you can change quickly, hopefully, for for the Carden boys. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I think, yeah, I think we're still in the Premiership uh, window. I think teams are getting, uh, closing the gap a bit and it's getting more and more even every year. But uh, I think our best is definitely good enough if we can produce it consistently and hopefully, like Blair said, get enough wins. Uh, we've probably had a tougher draw early on and hopefully it will um, turn out pretty well for us, but get enough wins early on and then get the uh, get a lot of those boys back. I know uh, Dusty is uh, pretty much a certain start starter this week, I think, and hopefully Boston is a fair chance as well. So hopefully we can get Prestia and um, other guys like that back pretty soon. Bucky.
1: I'll obviously miss a bit, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think we always come good at the right time of the year and I think we're probably going to do it again. But um, we'll finish with the Tigers. We've got a new segment we're bringing into the podcast called The Pressure Cooker and uh, you boys are going to be the first ones to go through it. So we're going to ask some rapid fire questions. But before I do that, we've got a new little intro jingle I'm going to play for you and then we'll uh, we'll get stuck into it. It's just a quick couple of questions. We'll fire off before we let you go. So yep. uh, without further ado, here is The Pressure Cooker. Yeah.
0: Alright boys, I'll kick us off. If you had to delist one player on your team, who would it be? Oh, Ben Miller. Oh I go with that yeah. Yep. That was what? Yeah, both of we'll yeah, let you. Both are you got both going for that? Yep. Yep.
1: Oh beautiful. Uh right, if you could add one player to uh Richmond's list from another team, who would it be? Oh, Petrarca.
0: Oh yeah,
2: have to go past Petraka.
0: Yeah, can't go past him. Which team do you love beating the most? Poise for sure. Port I yeah.
1: Mm. yeah, love beating Port. Love beating Port. All right, and the last one and the most important one. Who's your favourite pressure point co host? Both. I'm, <laughs> yeah, <but> <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: Smart answer.
1: Smart <laughs> answer. <laughs> to pick both and then we're loving your work, so, well done. Oh, uh, beautiful. Thank Thanks, you, boys. boys. And thank you for jumping on. Really appreciate it. Um, we love what you're doing over there as well. And I think us smaller podcasts are going to stick out for each other and, uh, you know, support each other where we can. So I appreciate you boys coming on. No
3: worries, boys. Appreciate it a lot. And, yeah, all the best. We'll definitely stay in contact. And yep, look forward to what you produce.
1: Thank you, mate. We'll Thanks, speak to boys. you both soon. See you, See you, Connor. Bye. What a great couple of lads.
0: That was great. That was great. I love their tigs, aren't
1: they? Yeah, they're big tigs, man. Connor messaged me after the Melbourne game, actually, when we got done, and yeah. it was interesting. He didn't message me after the win. He must have just wanted to vent a little bit. But no, nah, yeah. it was good. It was good. It's uh, it's always good to chat footy with people. Yeah.
0: No, so. nah, that was great. It was great. To, uh, great to have them and the uh, debut um, pressure cooker guests as well. So that was good. That's it. They're the first yeah. ones to go
1: through the pressure cooker. It's yeah. going to get harder each week. We've started off easy, let yeah. them through it, but it's going to get harder the pressure cooker, and then you know, hence the name.
0: That's Exactly right. All right, let's move on to. Uh, the complete opposite of what Richmond are doing at the moment. The Collingwood Football Club, they're going from bad to worse every week, aren't they?
1: They're in a world of strife at the moment. And I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was copping flack from a couple of Collingwood supporters saying, why are you talking us down so much? Why are you second bottom on the ladder now, champs? Uh, what do you, <laughs> what do you what do you what where what do you got for us now? What do you got for us now? So <laughs> yeah. no, nah, I mean that's probably a little bit harsh, but yeah, they're um they're not flying the way they'd want to be at the moment. They have really only got the one win. Which sorry to bring that one back up, that was over your boys. Oh,
0: it's getting worse and worse. That loss now, isn't it?
1: It just I think every time Colin would lose a game that they should win, it just looks worse and worse for oh, you. Or no one out, no one from the outside thinks that, but I mean as a Carlton supporter, I know that would get you because that would get me if just it was happening. It happened to,
0: to me. Just to think if we beat them that night, they'd be. Zero and seven with North. Yeah, they'd be know. right there with North, which,
1: so, I mean, look, we, we all knew there could be issues with Collingwood this year, but no one thought they were going to be this bad. No, nah, not at all. So, uh, we're going to get someone on to speak about it, surely, but just quickly, Bucks, is he safe?
0: Look, for me, I'd keep him, but I know what the media does and, and it's Collingwood, so I don't think if they – I mean, they've got North this week. If they lose that, and then I think he's, he's gone. But I'd I'd persist with him because that, that it's pretty clear they're going through a rebuild. So yeah. just just persist with him. He's done some good things.
1: So. Beautiful, beautiful. Now before we call, who are we who are we calling now? All right. So
0: we've got a uh, a big pies man about to uh, about to come on. His name is Aaron Dunn. Um, he's always very vocal. We're in a, we're in the same group chat, um, and he's always giving me shits. Um, he's always very vocal. He's um, very passionate. So he's a uh, he's going to be good. So we'll we'll get him on the line. Sh- are we, are we'll we... do it. We'll
1: get him now. We'll get him now. We'll just All get right. him now. Let's call him. Get him on now. See if he answers. Let's go. Let's give All him right. a crack. There is always a delay we... in this uh, this calling process. Oh, not not this time.
0: We're on. We're on. All right. Hello, Aaron Dunn. How we going, boys? Uh, mate, how are you? Good. Thanks. What's happening? Uh, you just uh, you're live on the Pressure Point podcast. where are uh, we're just uh, talking about your. Your beloved magpies and and how well they're going at the moment. Go pies, go pies, mate! <laughs> no, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, well, give us your well, give us your, your general thoughts on the situation at Collingwood at the moment.
4: Yeah, look, I think uh, the, the the bad definitely outweighs the good at the moment. Um, I, I think um, a lot of a lot of it's through the media, um, but they Collingwood really need to work out i think whether it's a it's a full rebuild or or whether they try and half rebuild um you know they uh they've got a few players with currency do they do they move them on or and uh and try and use the the four or five blokes they got in last year's draft um so yeah i think they they need to work that out first, but from from a supporter's point of view i think it's um yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's not a lot of light at the end of the tunnel at the moment.
1: Now, Aaron, you touched on the fact that a lot of it's media-driven, and I agree with that. The media plays a big part in um, the way a team is viewed by other people and supporters themselves. But one thing Marcus and I were just touching on before um, was we are talking about Nathan Buckley and we were saying, I was asking him if he thinks Bucks is safe, um, and he said obviously the media will drive a narrative. What are your thoughts on Bucks? Do you think he's safe or do you think uh, he, he's probably, it's probably time for him to go?
4: Yeah, look, I, I probably think it's time to to move on. I think eleven years or, or ten years at the helm, um, that, that's a fair journey. Um, they're, they've uh, they're, they've played in a few prelims and obviously the grand final that everyone knows about. Um, that that was probably the fairy tale ending. Um, but you've got to you've got to look to the future now, and and it's the it's the fish rots at the head, really. So. The, the club's gone from a, a grand final side three years ago, um, and uh, and and they're currently sitting 17th now in, in three years' time. So, I, look, I think personally you've got to move on. Um, I think one move that they uh, and you, you talk about draft picks and um, and and all that sort of stuff. I think one of their greatest um, the greatest negatives that they let that Justin Justin Longmire. Um, Joe, and now he's coaching Fremantle. He was in their system for for probably three or four years. He knew he knew the group. He had a he had a a, a lot of relationships there and uh to keep Buckley they uh they moved him on and he's a young coach, he's got good ideas and you see how well Fremantle are going at the moment. They've got a, a bright future ahead so that that's probably the biggest one for me.
0: Yeah, what about your um your senior players? I know there's you know, there's always talk about the coaches going, but do you look at moving on like a like a side bottom or, or someone like that at the end of the year just to just to keep blood and that, that youth coming through?
4: Yeah, look, I, I think so. I and, and that's what I I touched on earlier. I think that they really need to work out whether it's a full rebuild, um or 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 sort of a half rebuild and side bottom to goey, um they're, they're probably the ones that that have got a bit of currency that that are worth moving on. I think Taylor Adams and um, and Darcy Moore are ones you don't touch. They're they're the next captains of the club, so um, they're, they're your untouchables. But that's what Colling would need to work out. I, I certainly, if if I was coach, I, I certainly think that um, you'd have to go into full rebuild. Um, and the other thing that they don't have going against them or sorry, going with them at the moment is they haven't got a lot of currency in next year's draft. So yes, they get Nick Dacos, but then they've got they've got few and far between after that. So to develop last year's five kids um, in, in the top thirty, um, then Dacos, you sort of lose a year and then you have to go to next year's draft. So you're probably a good four, five, six years away from actually getting a, a strong group together.
1: Now, you touched on him before as well, um, Jordan Goey. Now, it's been in the media the last couple of days and people have been questioning whether the hype around him is um, well-deserved. He's obviously got the ability to win games off his own boot sometimes, but I guess it's what he produces the rest of the time when he's not doing that. Do you think he's overrated and would, do you still want him on your list?
4: Uh, currently, do I want him on the list? Probably not, just in the position that, that Collingwood are in. I think, as I said, he, he's got some currency and they, they need to look to the future. With his price tag, I think they can't afford to keep him. It, it just keeps too many sort of young potential kids out. Um, but certainly, if I was a, a an up and coming side or or a side that's definitely going to make finals, um, yeah, I'd certainly be looking to him because he he's something that that doesn't come very often. Um, you know, he's he's definitely got a lot of ability and. Um, the most important thing he, he kicks goals and he kicks winning goals as well. So you, you can't buy that, you can't teach that, um, and it's really hard to come across those blokes. But from a Collingwood perspective, um, that's probably the wrong time for him at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I, I, I totally agree with that one. Um, all right, what about a, what about a positive to take out so far from this season? There's got to be there's got to be one or two from there.
4: Yeah, look, I think the the, the young kids and. Um, you know, we, we'll probably start to see, um, you know, your Reece McInes and, and all those boys here, Caleb Poulters, the ones that they got in the draft. Um, oh, I can tell you what, what isn't a positive, moving Darcy more forward. Um, you know, we're, we're not playing FIFA career mode. You can't, you can't possibly um, move an All-Australian centre-half back um, to full forward and think that's going to fix the issues. Um, you know, it took Collingwood four or five years to get him to get a kick at center off back, and he had five kicks on the weekend. He probably takes five, you know, intercept marks though when he's playing down back. So, yeah, I'd, if, if the positives next week, I'd definitely be moving him back to center off back.
1: Yeah, perfect. Now, the another one I got for you as well, I've just thought about this. You must be pretty excited about the potential of Nick Dakos running through with the things he's doing at the moment, uh, especially in the, um, the, the, I can't remember what league he's in it's now Is, the it NAB te- Is it the NAB he's league now? Tearing, tearing it up yeah, yeah, you must be pretty excited about him running through with his brother
4: Yeah, absolutely I mean, um, obviously The the Dacos names are, are, are A pretty big one and um, You know, he, he, his brother His older brother that's playing at Collingwood now he, He's certainly showing a little bit and, and, and a bit of class So, you know, he, even the Brown brothers they they're still got to come good So these names that are around Um it's, it's certainly a bright future for for Collingwood if they can get it right.
1: You know, and on that as well, how how big for you are these father sons coming through? I mean, I know you know Collingwood obviously has the Browns and the Deccos. Carlton's has Sylvani, Richmond have got the Rioli's there now. How how big, how important is it for you that you get these guys coming through, and what does it mean to the club to have these these you know father sons come through?
4: Oh, I think I think it's big for the club. Uh, I mean, in in terms of um, what you get back. Um, fr- from the kids, um, you know, I mean, living up to a Dacos and a Silvani name—that's, you know, you have to be pretty bloody good. But um, yeah, in, in terms of what you get back from them, I, I'm not too sure. That, that, that's a bit of a tough one for, for me to answer on. But I, I think culturally and 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 you know, from, from a club perspective, I think you know it's it's it, it's really good and it, and it puts bums on seats, I suppose, watching you know the the son of Peter Dacos running around and. Um, you know I, I, my mum knows Peter Dacos and so does me dad and you know you lived through them as kids growing up and um, you know see, seeing their sons and that name and, it, you know it makes me want to watch the footy.
0: all right well uh, before we uh, before we wrap things up mate we've got uh, a new segment that we're running with it's called the pressure cooker we will ask you a couple of quick fire questions and um, and yeah, we'll we'll see what you what you come up with. So we'll just run a quick little intro, Quinn, if you got the got the buzzer there.
1: Got it ready here. Here we go.
0: All right. Bang. <laughs> All righty. All right, I'll uh, I'll kick us off. If you had to delist one player on your team, who would it be? Josh
1: Thomas if you could add one player from another list, who would it be?
0: Uh,
4: Harry Mackay. Oh,
0: I love that. Um, which team do you love beating the most? Calvin. Yeah, I knew that was good. Yeah, I thought that <laughs> might have been the case.
1: And the most important question in the list, the last one as well, who's your favourite pressure point co-host?
4: Oh, I can't split you. can't split ears. <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> You've got you, that you, twice you, now. You,
4: you're, both, you're both very good. I, I can't split you. Uh, you're too nice to you're me,
1: Aaron. A, you're a gentleman. You're a gentleman. For a Collingwood supporter, you're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've
4: got all my teeth too, so that's a positive.
1: <laughs> you're one of the good ones. <laughs> one uh, of the few.
0: All right, mate. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's been great having you on. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. Um, and, yeah, all the best for the pies uh, going forward. Thanks for having me, boys. Go pies. <laughs>
1: all right, thanks, Aaron.
0: Thanks, Danny. See you, mate. Mate, another one. That was good. That was good, a Collingwood supporter. That actually spoke some sense as well, so. mate.
1: And he uh, he spoke proper English. His vocabulary <laughs> was good. He didn't have he spoke proper because he has all his teeth. It was wonderful.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not relying on Centrelink either. So he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's going pretty good. Um, Bang. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how he. Was, uh, you could have any player from any other team. He says Harry. McCormick. Yeah, I saw the smile on and your and face and then when then he said that. Then he gets me with the you love beating Colton the most. So yeah, yeah. It was a bit, a bit of, of, a of a double-handed, yeah, uh, uh, double-ended well, sword there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on from them. Let's, uh, let's talk about the poor umpiring and the Geelong-Sydney game from Saturday night. Very controversial. Well, let me one. just
1: start off by saying this. Couldn't have happened to a better side. For yeah. those of you that don't remember what happened with Geelong and Brisbane earlier in the year, Geelong were given an absolute gift by the umpires and won the
0: game undeservedly. Yeah.
1: And karma is a bitch, as yeah. they say, and uh, look what happened.
0: That is karma at its best, that one. I that think. was fantastic. Go yeah. Swam. Go Swam. the swamp. they're back... I mean, everyone sort of, like they had a lean couple of weeks there, didn't they? And um, what
1: did we speak about last week when we said everyone's writing them off now because they've lost yeah. a game?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're back, but like no, that's but a great win. That's yeah. the thing; they've knocked yeah. off Geelong yeah. now.
1: I mean, at their home deck, which they expect to do. You want yeah. you don't want to lose games in your home deck, especially when it's interstate. But the point is, you know, everyone's quick to go. Oh, ah, no, Sydney are right back at the bottom now because they lost a couple of games in a row. But then they come out, and nah, that You know, a statement by beating Geelong. Mind you, controversial, yes, but that's beside the point. Geelong shouldn't have been in that position anyway, if they, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: 100%. And I think um, stats wise, Geelong dominated. Um, I think Sydney only had 39 inside 50s and kicked 14 goals, so they were super efficient. Um, and that's, and that, when you have inside, when you're converting from that many inside 50s, you probably deserve to win it if you're being that efficient, aren't you?
1: Oh, and that's you the thing. And it, it's tough. Like, yeah, exactly. When, you, when you're kicking that efficiently, um, yeah, you deserve to win. You yeah. deserve to win nine times out of ten. But um,
0: yeah, cop that, Geelong.
1: Cop that. Cop that. Great game though. It was a really yeah. good game of footy. I was watching it on TV. It was um, it, it was it was intense. Yeah, Tom Papley
0: at the end. Oh, was Pap, it? the Pap Man. He was uh, Celebr- I love his celebrations as well.
1: Uh, not when not. You know, I didn't love him at the G a few weeks ago. <laughs> let me tell you. But yeah, no, nah, he's great. He's a fantastic player. I love him. And uh, yeah, are lot. Looking forward to what um he's got going forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Giants—they look like they're making some sort of uh, charge. Anyway, everyone sort of wrote them off after the first couple of weeks. Another Uh, one, maybe it's
1: something to do with Sydney teams. Don't write them off.
0: They're in serious form now.
1: They've come back hard, and what two weeks ago I think we were writing them off, saying they're not. I thought they were done. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. and then. You know, they got two blokes that have their season debuts in Lockie Whitfield coming back from, I think it was a bruised liver Liver. or something like that. And Jesse Hogan played his first game of the season, came back kick four, and Whitfield racked up 30 disposals. Unbelievable. And I think, obviously, massive inclusions for them.
0: Yeah, that's huge from them. Um, I mean, that's probably Adelaide's worst game for the season, I'd say. Um, They really got taught a lesson there. Um, And, yeah, GWS, I mean, they're just always there and thereabouts, aren't they? Um, they, they, Like, That's why I think a lot of people were confused and baffled why they were dropping off so much because they've got some superstars in their team Um, when they just weren't clicking a few weeks ago and and even last year Um, and it looks like that's all sort of coming together a bit now. Well, fingers
1: crossed for them that can continue the form and it's not just a couple of fluky wins but um, from what I saw anyway, it it looks like, yeah, like you said, they've clicked now and... um, We'll just, we'll just see what happens going forward. But yeah. I think Hogan's going to be a massive in for them, yeah, especially cool. after losing Cameron. Absolutely. Um, if he can find some serious form, and he's been looking for it the last few years at Freo, back at Melbourne. So if he can find some good form here at GWS, uh, they could be in for a, a serious talent.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the Brisbane Lions are back in business. They're back in town after a, a patchy first month of the season.
1: Well, wow, I think we've said this about a lot of teams. Slow start, but they've just come in firing yep. now. And, yep, the, uh, the blue, I almost said the Blues, but the Lions are absolutely oh, back. Wait. We're we'll getting to the Blues. <laughs> we'll get to the Blues. But the Lions are absolutely back. And Charlie Cameron put on the clinic, kicked four. Um, and we love that. And we love yep. the Charlie Cameron celebration as
0: well, speaking of celebrations. Yeah. Um, Hugh Cluggage having an unbelievable season as well.
1: He has to be one of the most underrated players. Yep. And I think the fact that he plays in Queensland and for Brisbane is one of the reasons, because they don't get the coverage that the Victorians get. Yep. guarantee you if he played for Richmond Carlton Essendon or Collingwood he would be one of the bigger names in the game right absolutely. now absolutely
0: yeah he's dominating every week at the moment um clearly could be an all Australian wingman i'd say at this stage so oh he has to um, be doesn't he yeah he's he's been he's been super um and yeah and the lions are really starting to claw their way back now after i think that's three or four wins on the, in a row um and-
1: so and on the fine. other hand, yeah. On the other hand, I was going to say you've you've spoken about it before. You've been the one to say this, but Port and West Coast being flat track yeah, bullies, hundred percent. Port just got done by forty nine points in away. Is it? Can they not win away? Yeah, or what it do it you is. think it they is? They
0: genuinely are flat track bullies. They can only win at home when when it's comfortable conditions for them. They've got their home crowd, and as soon as they get on the road, they just they fall. I mean, it's rich coming from me. Port Adelaide smashed us at the MCG a couple of two or three weeks ago, <laughs> um, but uh, when they go to well, when they go to a decent. Team like, like Brisbane and, and West Coast. I mean, West Coast. I mean, that's another story. Yeah, well, let's touch, let's touch on West Coast while we're on that same same topic. Look, look how they performed on the weekend. Yeah, but where were they playing? I know, exactly right. But then they go down to Melbourne. I think they're going, I think they play, um, I don't know, they're at the MCG this weekend. We'll, we'll get to it. But, um, you know, if they can't back it up, what's the point? They're not going to get anywhere this year.
1: Well, they got, yeah, they've got the Hawks this weekend. Yeah. But we'll touch on that a bit later. Yeah. So they've got the Hawks. But here's a question I've got for you. West Coast Frio, West Coast wins by 59 points. It's both their home ground, so there's no home ground advantage there. You move that game to Marvel or the G, same result. Or do you think Frio gets up? I
0: don't don't think it's as dominant. Yeah. So they won by 59 points. Because I don't think Frio are any any better away from home either. But do Frio
1: Frio have that? Because Frio just aren't, at the moment, they're not a fantastic side. They're not a bad side, but they're not fantastic where no matter where they play, yeah, I don't think they've got that same home ground advantage that West Coast have. So in saying that, I'm I'm curious as to whether or not Freo would still yeah get a bit closer than what they did, yeah. Considering that West Coast can't play away from home,
0: yeah. I don't know. It's it's a strange one. Um, I just you can't put West Coast in that bracket of teams that can challenge for the flag if they can't win away from Optus Stadium.
1: Well, like we've said it before, but yeah. the grand finals played at the G, yeah. So yeah. if you can't win,
0: and they travel every second week, so it's. They have to start learning how to win away from from away from Perth. So
1: And it's honestly, unless you finish top four, it's gonna be near on impossible to win the flag from an outside the top four position just because of the second chance that you get.
0: Yep. Correct. So oh well. Well, let's move on to a team that can win in Melbourne, and that is the mighty (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We are the Navy Blues (laughs) That's (laughs) enough (laughs) of (laughs) that You fucked up (laughs) My entrance to it
1: (laughs) Uh, I couldn't give give it to you Uh, I saw the look on your face I had to let you down uh, I didn't didn't
0: stuff up your Richmond one
1: That's because I pressed the button mate.
0: (laughs) Whatever You'll get it back (laughs) Um, Yeah the Blues obviously beating the Bombers uh, On Sunday afternoon at the MCG Fantastic game of football um, In front of a big crowd Electric atmosphere the rivalry between Eston and Carlton is second to none in my opinion. it might be biased, but the tension in the crowd yesterday, um, the fighting, the verbal everything that was going on between the fans was unbelievable like it brings out brings out something inside you that you didn't realize you had. Um, you know oh it was it's, in, it's insane like we hate them with all we've got and they hate us with all they've got. you know it, it's just great.
1: And it's funny you say that. It's great that two people or two groups of people really hate each other. But honestly, it's honestly one of the most beautiful things about football is that passionate rivalry yeah. that mean, you've it's,
0: got. It's nothing personal. It's just. No, yeah. that's the thing. It's yeah.
1: never anything personal. It's purely just my club hates yeah. your club and that's the end of it. Yeah. And I was saying to you before we recorded too, I'm slightly jealous that we don't, Richmond don't have that. We've got rivalries, like, you know, Richmond Carlton are a rival, Richmond Essendon, Richmond Collingwood. They've got those rivalries, but no hatred. There's no, yeah, I mean, you just, everyone hates Collingwood sort of thing. Mm. Everyone hates Essendon. But there's no, yeah, I, I, I don't feel the way that I can see your feeling about beating Essendon mm. on the weekend. I just, you know, I just enjoy beating everybody. But the way that you were, and I was listening to the game on the Radio 3 w, and they had the crowd, I was getting goosebumps driving home from work the other day listening to the game, mm. especially when Cripps ran in and kicked Ooh. that goal. Ooh. Big goose.
0: Unbelievable. That 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 was as loud as it, as it gets for a goal. Um from what I like, yeah. From what I can remember, it was that was unbelievable. Just to put the ceiling, uh, on the game. That was that was great. Um, just just want to go a couple of special mentions. Sam Walsh. Oh my god, what a player! Now I said this at He's beginning 20, of the beginning.
1: Year. 21 years old. I said this at the beginning of the year, and I got a couple of raised eyebrows at me. I said. Sam Walsh is better than and will win a Brownland before Patrick Cripps. And I've got a few raised eyebrows. What, what,
0: what would you say now? He's our best player now. Absolutely he's, he's o- he is. He's overtaken Cripps.
1: 100% yeah. he has. 100%. He's averaging 30 disposals a yeah. game right now.
0: And and it's not just that. It's his impact on the game. It's his work rate. He's getting on the scoreboard.
1: How does yeah. that sidestep?
0: Yeah. He's he's freakish. It's unbelievable to see how. And he's so strong as well for his size. He stands up in all the tackles. Um, he's riding bumps. He's is he's, he's, he's Unbelievable. Um, and I think he's an absolute Brownlow chance this year.
1: Oh, he has to be in contention,
0: doesn't yep. he? He has to. He'll be. He'll definitely be All Australian if he keeps this up. And who knows? He might win the Brownlow if he keeps getting because he's definitely got another three votes on the weekend. Um, he was just yeah, sensational. And then you got Jacob Wiedering, who won our best and fairest last season, just continuing on his form. I think he took like eleven or twelve marks yesterday. Unbelievable, unbelievable um, fullback, and he, he he deserved like he should have been All Australian last year. He should get it this year. He's, he's playing. Great footy, um, and then there's oh, Adam Saad Joe, oh. <laughs> the booze for Adam Saad yesterday was louder than when Essen scored a goal.
1: That's disappointing it was, it was vicious. that's not even, not even disappointing because they're booing disappointing that they're not cheering louder than they're booing. like yeah. their, their priorities have
0: to aren't sorted. It was like vicious like it wasn't just like you, you, oh, let's just boo him. It was vicious booing. Um, but yeah we made sure we we cheered for him when he could g- get g- the ball, and then when he kicked that goal it was great. That run down the wing in the third quarter, where he um, took on a few players and then set up a goal, was so loud because we were cheering and they were booing. It was it was crazy, um, but yeah, obviously I love the game and Harry Mackay, oh, Sorry, how could I not? How could I forget him? He was Big age. A, he was quite first half, but ended up kicking four and um, arguably, yeah, won us the game in the end with those important goals late. So.
1: Absolutely, he did. Now, one thing I wanted to ask as well, and this isn't even a reflection just your game, it's all the games across the board, because it happened on Friday night for Richmond Doggies. Crowd capacities, back to 85%. So, you know, we're at the MCG, you had 85,000. For Richmond Bulldogs, I think it was in the 50s. um, Carlton Essendon, one of the biggest games of the year, I think what was in the high 50s again?
0: I think it was 58. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: yeah. So, like I said, high 50s, so... Do you, what? What do you think it is that they're not that? That would normally be eighty five. Well, that'd be eighty five, maybe more than eighty five on a normal year. Yeah. Do you think people are afraid to come back to the footy? Do you? What do you um, think it is? It's a Sunday arvo. Yeah. Most people aren't doing a lot.
0: One thing I did hear though, um, it, w- it was Greek Easter.
1: <laughs> Carlton is notoriously uh, and European. Essendon. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of Europeans. Well, actually, we can say we're Wogs. So <laughs> I mean,
0: any of the big foot, the big four, Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon, and Richmond, all have a pretty uh, multicultural fan base, you'd say. Um, so I in the Mediterranean. I, I think a lot of people would have uh, had a Greek Easter yesterday and would have been able to go to the footy. Right, so right. I think that may have contributed to it. Um, but I don't know why, because it was an unbelievable day for footy. It was like 26 degrees, sun was out. Um, yeah, I couldn't see any, re- any other reason why you wouldn't come if you did support those teams, but um, that's all I could think of.
1: Well, I, w- I was working, but if I wasn't working, I actually was trying to get myself a ticket to the game. Um because I, I wanted to be there. It was a beautiful, like you said, perfect day for footy. And yep. just to be in that atmosphere and soak it all up. I don't mind watching mutual games of footy. I like it. There's actually no stress. Yep. Just sit and watch a good game of football. And that's what it was in the end. And sadly, I missed it all. But yeah, I can't imagine why you wouldn't have wanted to go, especially yep. if you supported other team.
0: Well, if I was to, to recommend any game for, for a neutral fan to go to, it would be go, to go to an Essendon versus Carlton game just to experience that that fierce rivalry in the crowd. It's... um nothing you've ever, you've ever experienced, like no, nothing I've experienced before. Like I've been to a lot of Essendon and Carlton games and they've all been like that where it just means a lot. It means more than the four points. So.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Now, you, and here's a question then, an interesting one. Now you've said that. If you could take the option to lose to Essendon but take four points or beat Essendon but you don't get any points, what would you
0: do? <laughs> Probably beat Essendon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I s- funny thing is, in 2018, I said this to my mate Ryan, who goes for Essendon, and I said, I don't care if we don't win another game for the season as long as we beat Essendon, and that was, like, round eight. We didn't win any more games for the season. <laughs> well, you got your wish. I think, we, no, I think we won one more. That was in 2018, we only won two games.
1: Well, you nearly got your wish then.
0: Crazy. Be careful what you wish for. Exactly but, um, right. But, yeah, that, that's, how, that's, how, that's how strong we are about it. So.
1: Unbelievable. Hmm.
0: All right, well, let's move on to the round eight games. Let's start previewing next round. Um, And it all starts on Friday night. Richmond-Geelong, the grand final rematch. Primetime footy. Beauty, this is going to be.
1: Absolutely love playing Friday night footy. And it will be. I'm I'm stoked. I'm disappointed now Dylan Grimes isn't playing. That was news to me. (laughs) getting choked up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've got something stuck in my throat.
0: But you are genuinely (laughs) crying then. Wow, we've had our first year on the Pressure Point Podcast.
1: It's tough. <laughs> no, I had something stuck in my throat. Um, Yeah, just disappointed about that. And Cochin's obviously missing now for a few weeks. Another hammy, the poor guy. Can't cop a break with his hamstrings. But nah, with Dusty back, Vlosten likely to be back, I'm very excited for this game. And I think we're both sitting in the same position, if I'm correct, on the ladder. So yeah. I think we're in the same spot. So it's as even as it's ever going to be. Um, and it's back at the G where Richmond Geelong belongs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um yeah, Geelong have obviously been a bit, bit up and down this season. Um, a few results have gone their way. A few results haven't gone their way, like, like on the weekend. Um, but I think being at the MCG, Richmond's home ground, where they'd love to play on the big stage, I think they'll, they'll be too strong.
1: Well, that's what my thoughts are as well. I think we should get the job done. Um, footy's a crazy game, though. David. Never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, I'm going to tip the Tigers as well, back my boys in.
0: Yep, Tigers for me as well. All right, Saturday afternoon we got GWS and Essendon at Giants Stadium. Um, well, the form GWS is in; it's hard to see them losing this one.
1: What if you asked me? Yeah, if you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have tipped Essendon for yeah. this. But I think yeah, the, the form Giants are in the uh, travel factor. Essendon have to go through. I'm going to go the Giants as well.
0: Yeah, I think GWS too. Um, and credit with credits, Drew. I thought Essendon's youngsters played really well yesterday, and I thought Essendon actually played quite well. So. No, Essendon's. I think they do have a bright future ahead of them. I was to say
1: yeah. their future is very bright, and I'll yeah. give Adrian Dodoro one thing, and that's he did a very good job in the yeah. draft this year, and they got some great well. youngsters. Yeah. Yep,
0: yeah, correct. Uh Gold Coast and St Kilda at Metricon Stadium. This is gonna be a bloody good game.
1: I just don't know what to expect from St Kilda yeah. anymore. Well you don't
0: know what to expect from Gold Coast too, sometimes. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> true. I mean I mean St Kilda, what? They got yeah. pumped two or three weeks in a row or whatever it was, and then they come out l- last week and win by sixty something points.
0: Yeah. Who's I good? I don't know who's good anymore. Yeah, I know, I know.
1: I'm gonna go the Suns.
0: Just because it's that Metricon, Metricon,
1: yeah. and they had a good win on the weekend, might be a bit pumped up. Yep. Um, and St Kilda have been too patchy for me to. Can't trust them. Well, I mean, I can't trust the Suns either, yeah. but I'm just giving them the home the home game factor. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Suns Coast for to. me.
0: Uh, North <laughs> Melbourne Collingwood. Jeez. I'm not
1: actually sure. I'm tipping the North. Go North. Tipping
0: the North. <laughs> the North. Um, no, go North. <laughs> this is probably the shortest odds North Melbourne's been all season. Three dollars forty.
1: Yeah, to a dollar for what, mate? Yeah. That. They did a good job against Melbourne. They weren't far off I the Ds were who win, were undefeated.
0: That. At halftime, they were the better team.
1: Oh, I was going to put a sneaky little chance on, the, D, on yeah. the, North, the Ds, on North to win that game. But, we, were, um,
0: we were watching that before the Carlton Essendon game um, in Richmond and everyone was cheering for North because I reckon everyone put like a cheeky five or ten bucks on them.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. The odds are too good not to. Yeah.
0: so everyone was cheering North and then yeah, Melbourne obviously ran away with it. But I think they're due and I think they're going to win this one.
1: Oh, I'm tipping them. It's at Marvel yeah. as well. It's their home deck. Yeah, um,
0: and this could, yeah, this could be it for Nathan Buckley if they drop this. If they lose to
1: North, Tata now. Yeah, he's gone. gone.
0: Yeah, yep. definitely. Uh, Melbourne and Sydney at the MCG on Saturday nights. It's gonna be another great game as well.
1: Well, you know what? Everyone's gonna look straight to Melbourne and go, "Well, they're undefeated. They haven't yep. lost yet." Um, it's at the G. But from what I saw, the Swans do to Richmond at the G. I've got every. Mm. I, I believe in the Swans that they can beat the beat them. It's going to be a tough one. Melbourne's a very good side. They're playing really good. And they're in good form. That's yep. the difference as well. When Sydney beat us, we weren't in great form. Where Melbourne are in great form at the moment. But I'm going to give the Swans a chance. I think Melbourne are due for a loss. Um, you can't win all year. You, you know, I don't, I don't, when was the last time someone undefeated through a whole season? I don't think it's I mean, happened in I our lifetime. I don't think it's
0: happened. Yeah. Modern, yeah, definitely not in the modern era.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're probably due for a loss. Um, I'm just going to go out and a whim and give the Swans this one. Really? Yeah, something different. Yeah. Mix it up. You're going to be controversial. You right. can't okay. always go for the favourites. Yeah.
0: No, I'm going to go Melbourne because it's at the MCG. They're in too good of a form. Um, and what, what is it, round eight? Yeah, I think. And then, yeah, Carlton plays Melbourne round nine, so I think that'll be their first loss. So I think they'll be eight and zip and then we'll get them. Um, all right, also on Saturday night, yeah. we got <laughs> we've, got the, uh, we've got the showdown What Adelaide and Adelaide.
1: Yeah, the biggest question for this game, are Port going to cop the loss of the four points and wear the jumper to take a stand at the prison bar jersey? <laughs> it's the question we <laughs> oh, all want to know the answer to.
0: That was talked about way too much last week, wasn't it? I wish we had
1: a Port fan on the podcast, actually. Uh, that would have been fantastic.
0: Uh, that was... I don't know. I just don't care enough about it, to be honest.
1: I was about to say, what What are your thoughts? Do you... I, I mean, know you don't care. Once
0: a year is fine, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so something that I thought was funny was... And Kane Corn pointed it out to Eddie Maguire. So back in the day when they signed or whatever they signed, saying, and then Eddie said that Port were allowed to wear it for heritage round which as we all know heritage round hasn't been around for years anyway he goes to him he goes to eddie why were you okay with us wearing it once a year back then but not now what's Mm. changed yeah because i think what he's implying is and a lot of people have been saying this that when eddie signed that thing he knew that heritage round was going to get cut and that's why he signed it because he knew good well that they weren't going to be able to wear it
0: yeah okay He's a sneaky, and that doesn't sneaky surprise name, doesn't me in he? the slightest Because yeah. as
1: soon as they brought that up He was, you know, deny, avoid the, He's like a politician, Eddie yeah. He's good like that um, Look, I don't see the big deal It's obviously their heritage, Guernsey It's got nothing to do with Collingwood I don't think Collingwood supporters really care No I mean, when you think about it Do you really care? No, it's not that like, Yeah, it's got the stripes It's not that similar It's completely different We all know it's Port Adelaide They're not wearing it against you They're wearing it once You're in the showdown Let them do it But That's not really that important. I'm going to go Port Adelaide for this one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Port Adelaide for me and let them wear the bars. I don't care. Uh, Sunday Arvo, Hawthorne and West Coast at the MCG. Hawks. That was quick. (laughs) That was quick. Nah, nah. Um,
1: Hawks are due for a bounce back and they
0: haven't been awful. I'm actually going to go Hawthorne. Yeah. um, I mean, they were awful last week. No, no, last week, yes, but...
1: The rest of the year, they haven't been that bad. But they, they played yeah. well against Richmond. I remember watching that one. They didn't blow too badly against yeah. us.
0: And they'll they'll think they're a chance here because they know West Coast can't travel.
1: Exactly right. And they're at the G. They'll be up and about. Yeah. 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 I think they might get the job done.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go Hawks as well. We've got a few interesting tips yeah. this week. We, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what makes it interesting. Um, Bulldogs Carlton, Marvel Stadium, 320 Sunday.
1: I and think yeah. we're in for a ripper.
0: I mean, I'm up and about, uh, but I'm not going to back us in. Like Bulldogs, for me, before Friday night, Bulldogs were the best team in the competition. Um, coming off a loss on the rebound at Marvel Stadium, I think they'll be way too strong. But I think we'll give them a good game because we'll be up and about too.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think this is, we're in for a really good game. And I said this before the Richmond Bulldogs game as well. Bulldogs midfield, best in the comp, hands down. But I think their forward and back line, they're not that strong. Yeah. So I think if you can if you can beat them in those halves of the ground, um, in it you know you more than like lo- most teams aren't going to beat the dogs in the middle, um. But I think if you can beat them defensively and work away around that, you're every chance to beat the dogs. But I'm going to have to go the doggies as well. Like you said, they're on the rebound at the moment. Yep. Marvel Stadium, the home ground. I think yeah, I think they'll be back pretty strong. And I think Tim English will be back, won't he, from concussion? Yeah,
0: I think Tim English, yeah, should be back. But um. We've also got Tom DeConning potentially returning as well. Well, he's been playing well in the VFL. If I'm well, it was his first game back in the VFL on the weekend. He played um, well. Played really well. So I wasn't wrong. Over 30 hit outs, kicked a goal. Um, so he would be our number one ruckman. Um, so it'd be great to see him back this weekend. It'd be a great matchup for English. pittnett has been doing a you know, pretty good job, but I think DeConning is, is much better in the long-term option. options. So. Um, but, yeah, I still think the Bulldogs are too strong. It's hard to not tip them in this one. Yeah. Um, final game of the round, we've got Freo and Brisbane. Um, well, it's scheduled for Optus, but did you hear it might be uh, moved to the Gabba?
1: I did hear that because yeah. of what's happening in WA yeah. at the moment. Well, I know the – which game was it that was going to – oh, so the game that we just had on the weekend, West Coast Freo, had no fans. Yeah. So they might move it. Um, I think that slightly depends on who's going to win this game, although Brisbane don't usually have a massive issue with travelling, so I'm still thinking uh, I'm going to go the Lions either way. Yeah,
0: I still think Brisbane, they're in their red-hot form. Yeah,
1: they're in good form, um, and Freo, not so much. I think having it at Optus would help them, but, yeah, I still think the Lions will get this one done quite comfortably.
0: Yep, me too. All right, well, that is round eight done. Um, it's a bit, yeah, as I said, a lot of interesting tips and a lot of interesting games. There's going to be a lot of fallout for some of these games, so next week's podcast could be very fun. Um, but uh, what have we got? also with one of our sponsors before we wrap up
1: we do so Millie and Ma we speak about them all the time Um, it's Mother's Day coming up this Sunday so it's very important and a lot of people such as myself are probably a little bit lazy and slacking in terms of buying Mum a present and we can't have that we can't have that so Millie and Ma have been generous enough to give us a box a Mother's Day gift box which I'll show you I'll show you now on the camera for those that are watching it there will also be posts on the um, Instagram and Facebook so we can see what's involved and we're doing a giveaway so the giveaway will basically be a competition where we'll get you to Follow both Million Ma and Pressure Point if you're not doing so already. Like and comment on the post, and you will get everything that is in the box. So it's going to be hard to show while I'm, while I'm doing this, if I'm honest. So let's have a look.
0: <laughs> so I've gone rogue
1: with the mic. I've picked the mic up, and we're having a look. So we've got a little note here, beautiful handwritten. It's on the. Well it's not handwritten. It's typed, but it's <laughs> it's on the. It's on the box. Tells you everything that's in there. You open it up, and what have we got? We got uh, we got candles. We've got chocolates. We've got bath brews. We've got perfumes, I think. What is this? Beauty oils, bath and body wash. So everything your mum wants. It's a perfect gift and it's all come in a beautiful beautiful box. All Australian made as well. So support Australian, especially with what's been happening lately. And this it box, beautiful. it does smell actually quite nice. I'm actually tempted to put some of that body all <laughs> over myself. If you, get, if you win the box Easy. and it comes a little bit empty, you know where it's been. Settle. But um, that is up for grabs. So uh, the competition will be posted on Facebook and Instagram tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that and have a look. But, um, that's up for your grabs for a lucky winner. And if you don't win, Millie and I have also been uh, generous enough to give 10% off to PressurePoint listeners if you use the code PRESSUREPOINT at checkout. How good's that? So absolutely, that's good because you can't forget about mum. We, none of us would be here without mum. Pressure Point wouldn't be here without mum. So there you go.
0: Exactly right. Make their day as special as you can. They all all deserve it. Um, all right, that is us done. Another episode in the books, number fifty. It's more special this one. um Number fifty, Blues one, Tigers one. What more do you want?
1: I think it's all lined up perfectly, yeah, it hasn't has. it? It really it, has. It, it, they yeah. knew the, the teams yeah. knew. They thought we got to win this week for the boys. It's yeah. pressure points fifty. That
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, and for episode one hundred, we'll make sure we bring a cricket bat in. I reckon we have to one each.
1: We'll bring yeah. one each. We'll have it for the photo. We'll yeah. have, we'll use it all day. It'll be great. Um, Thanks again to Blair and Connor from the Back Pocket Banter podcast. Really appreciate you coming on, as well as Aaron Dunn, uh, Marcus's mate.
0: Yeah, my mate. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> well, yeah, he's. Uh, An acquaintance, maybe? Okay, no, no, <laughs> he's, no, he's definitely what, he's one of my good mates. Known him for years and, yeah, massive Pies fan. It was great to have him on and get his insight into it. He, um, yeah, very passionate about his club. He spoke a lot of sense, as we said earlier. So great to have those guys on. Um, but yeah, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. We appreciate all the support that comes through. Keep them coming. Um, share it with your friends. Um, that's how we yeah uh, how we get our name out there. That's how we keep bringing the content every week. So share it around. Um, and yeah, enjoy round eight, and we'll uh, talk next week.